Let's talk about Sarah Spain's <laughs> color-coded bookshelf. Okay. Okay. How do we feel? Hello, you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> oh, wow. Remember that? Nope. Yikes. Remember that, that part of quarantine? That was 10 years ago. Holy cow. Welcome to sports. The podcast that's way behind on the trends, but it ends in a, with a question mark, but also starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. Hi. He's Jay. Hello. And this is today's question. Hey, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. It's Andrew from New York. My question for you all is, which athlete would you team up with to do an escape room? My answer is Becky Sauerbrunn because she just seems like she emanates wisdom. Anyway, hope you guys are well. Love you, Mary. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Love you too, Andrew. <laughs> Jay, did you hear the beginning of his voicemail? I felt like you didn't hold the phone it up to the microphone. It actually cut, just, cut out. When you, that could happens. you play it again and again no. and again? I think he said something about Premier League champions. I don't. Can you skim it to yeah. me one more? Can you? Are you double fisting? What is happening? <laughs> you have multiple yep, was beverages. Wait, was that Rosalie? Oh, is this no. brunch? Actually. <laughs> What's yeah, happening? I mean, it might as well be brunch. You have so many uh, bevs. Yeah, it's, I like to have a couple different options. Yeah, nice how about coffee, this option? Liverpool seltzer. Liverpool Premier League champions. Woo! Congratulations. Big thanks I to think, you. Yes. I, it, it couldn't have happened without me personally. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, same, uh, same with me. I think my favorite part of Liverpool winning um, was when... Katie texted me during the Man City game saying that she really wanted Man City to lose or to win so that they would play each other this coming Thursday. And then I was like, don't worry, we'll win. And then after we lost and they won, I texted Katie and said, congratulations. And then she did not respond to me. I think That's that true. was my favorite part. That's what happened. Uh, look. I mean, we're, are we going to talk about this later? Should I answer this? Yes. Should we answer the question first? Please, let's okay. talk about escape rooms. We, we will talk about we'll talk about my <laughs> joy later, but let's talk about Ashley's joy right now, which is escape rooms. Uh, Ashley, as we all know, is a connoisseur, mm. if you will, of the escape room. You so will. I feel it feels wrong for me to go first. I would like to say, Andrew, Becky Sauerbrunn is a great choice. I think she's cool, calm, collected under pressure, and she does emanate wisdom. Um, I would go with the with a more um, chaotic choice. I think at this point in my life, I think I would just like take J.R. Smith. Just like let's see what? what's up. Let's see what's going on. Uh, if we're gonna be stuck in this room, I want somebody who will let me do it. Mm. I don't want somebody who's gonna like be like I think I got it, and I'm not very good at taking a back seat. If it's one of those escape rooms like the one we did, Ash, where it's like three things need to happen at once and we can split up and each do our own thing. That makes sense. But if it's two people who both want to do it and you've got to work together, mm-hmm. and it's tough to do on a timer for me. So I'll take a J.R. Smith who can just, you know, be a, an entertainment for me and, and help me out with tasks. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's actually very good at escape rooms and wants to take control. But considering he forgot the score during the finals, I would say probably let me handle it. And, uh, and he could just be a good old teammate. Hmm. I was thinking along the same lines. Like I, I got this. I need somebody that I can delegate to. Mm. Somebody who, who I trust a little bit more than Jr. Though to like complete those tasks. Okay. Like I want somebody who's not necessarily like a game manager, but someone who's a little bit of like a system quarterback, where I lay it out and I'm like, this is what I need you to do. And occasionally you'll throw a really deep bomb that'll be beautiful and it'll surprise me. 
And don't forget, there are usually photos afterwards of like, yeah, you completed it. So I was thinking I'd go with like Jimmy G as my escape room partner. Wow. Somebody's so gonna this get is it done. You just want to hang out in a locked this room. This is just a G long for an way for you to say you want to get locked in a room, <laughs> guys, with Jimmy G. We would get out of that room. I was gonna say we might have found the only escape room you wouldn't get out of. You'd be like, "Oh darn, we're stuck. Leave it locked. Thanks." There's no. There's if zero the door is a lockin', don't come a knockin'. Oh wow. Uh, Please no. No, okay. I would never. Please don't. I would never. Lo- I've never lost an escape room, and I would not. <laughs> you've never that. lost. You've never That's lost an escape room. The part she takes offense to, not the objectification of athletes. Well, we don't objectify athletes. Well, you Wait, said that you, we take pictures after. I, yeah, when we too. did an es- when we did an escape room as a staff, did you get out? Yeah. No, you didn't. Yes, no, we you did. did not. Yes, we did. No, they did. They just lost. We got out fast. They lost to us. Yeah. yeah Katie and I were on a team. Faster. Ashley was on the team with some other RJ, people. RJ, RJ crushed that room. RJ is great. Um, hmm. hmm. Um, I'm going with Rose Lavelle because she's <laughs> clever, can turn a phrase, and what? a lot of escape rooms. I mean, we've all we all know very well that Rose Lavelle's Twitter is probably. Um, what does that have to America's do with an escape gem? room, Jay? You can't just There's say a women's so soccer player many... because the guy who called said a women's soccer player. We okay, get I'm it. You're take, woke. I have I have a, a backup that I'm going to get into in all a second, right. but they have the same theme, and the theme is a lot of women's escape rooms have to though. have yeah. to do with Actually, being able to Simone turn a phrase because I like, think she's the epitome. Of... Go ahead, Jay. Turn a phrase. You have to be able to. There's a lot of wordplay involved in escape Sometimes. rooms, is what I'm saying. And Roosevelt is great at that. As a backup, at writing tweets. Famous. I think Rose would NBA player turned writer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would be okay, my second there's pick. There's a pick. I think I need to go back to your premise that yeah, being a good writer makes you good at escape rooms. It's, a, it's mean, about being able to solve a literary puzzle in more ways than one. Uh-huh. Sometimes they're mathematical. But the ability to synthesize what are language. Doing? What's up? Huh? What's up? You guys are doing you great. You good? Are you I'm, good? I'm good. You're taking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yeah. He can definitely not... reach the And he can reach stuff, high stuff. Which is that's helpful. <laughs> he doesn't play now. I think we got to do current athlete, though. And J.R. Smith counts because he did just sign a contract. He did. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I mean, my answer is a dumpster fire and a complete throwaway. But Jay, I'm not going to let you say that Rose writes good tweets and therefore she gets to be she good. Also, at- I mean, when when she played Drawful, she showed that she could see. And she was terrible at it. Things. She was objectively bad at it. Just, I, she's she's fun. like it. Do- it looks just like a man eating. I don't care cone, about so losing it in an escape room. Like I'm good to just oh, have a good time. Okay, for that's what it is. <laughs> Saying you're picking Rose Lavelle because you don't care if you guys get out of the room. No, we're just gonna have a good time. Oh, that's the point. It's a leisure activity. So you're doing exactly what you accused Ashley of doing. No, I'm doing the opposite of what I know. And Ashley, I'm saying you're not doing it, but Jay is actually saying he just wants to stay locked in a room with Rose Lavelle. Also, is this a video we're gonna put on Facebook? Because I feel like I have to explain that I dressed up as Cam Newton today for highly questionable. So the bright orange eyeshadow is a choice, but not one that was just for me personally. Oh, I like it. I feel okay. like it's for me. Thank you. It's for Ashley. She loves orange. Love a bright orange eyeshadow. But not as much as Jay loves women's soccer and pandering. Correct. Uh, Andrew. Pandrew. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much for your question. It was a great one. Uh, Liverpool. 
you know, up the reds. Uh, if you have a question that, you know, can get Jay, give Jay an excuse to talk about a women's soccer player, uh, you can always <laughs> leave off a voicemail. That's my girl at 860-506-5571. Hello. Hi. How are you guys doing? Yeah. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, how you doing? How was last week? You did it. Thank you for uh, for doing that. You guys were great. I didn't listen to it, but yeah. I, be- I heard it was great. <laughs> it was a podcast, well. and that is what is important. No, people said they really liked it. They said that you guys did a good job, and you got some big name guests. Yeah, people. Yeah. They really big shout out to Gojo and Mina and Diana and Jacoby for coming in in the clutch. Yeah, Appreciate I can't you. get most of those people to answer my text messages, so. It was Pretty insane neat. how quickly they responded. Yeah. All right. If you well, send like six si- <laughs> siren emojis and then send the text, I find that people respond more. Ah. Hmm. I feel like we I can't like, overuse that though. Yeah, I feel like you need hmm. to go with th- only three emojis so that they're three. bigger. Oh, you know? that's smart. That's smart. Ash, you're more so smart. That's why you were able to get Mina Kimes in ten, like, less than 10 seconds. It was unbelievable. Yeah, really, she's it truly pretty was. responsive. She's uh I don't understand how she I think she made a deal with the devil to get more hours in her day. Oh, she's she got somehow, a time turner. She somehow has the ability to do more stuff and like she's good at answering texts and I'm like, "You're busy. Why are you like this?" But um I was uh very sick last week and unable to move from bed. So, I appreciate you guys picking up the slack and I missed you. It's been weird having like two weeks without like a catch up, you know, like I've uh, noticed how much this pod is like a regular thing in my life that without it, I was very lost in a drift at sea. So Mm. uh, I'm very happy to be back now. What are you doing? Myrtle is stretching in a way I've never seen before. Good. Those kinks out. Yeah. I don't know. She's being a strange. Doga. A strange Mm. one. Hi. Thank you for the kisses. Doga? Yoga, it's dog yoga. Dog yoga. Cool. Yeah. Dude, was that a sarcastic cool? It almost sounded sincere. Well, here's the thing. I uh, I felt a little bit bad for going so hard on Jay so uh, much off the top that it was yeah. going to be mean. And then I tried to change it halfway cool. through the words. That's so, went, cool. so cool. I love that. You guys just, you guys be you. I'll be okay. mean. We'll just keep doing this. Sick. How's, where are you now? <laughs> I'm home. Back at home. Can't oh, you yeah? tell by the French ass sign behind me? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, may we? May we? Uh, I'm back home. I got home uh, this weekend, and it is great. I'm glad to be back. New York is the best place in the world, and I'm happy to be in it. Are you uh, acquiring, or what's it called, obtaining a, a a future beach house to travel to? Or are you in the process of like planning that well, out? Or as you know, Katie, I'm always working on future yes. beach house planning. Um, FBHP is how I refer to it. <laughs> uh, my files, but uh, yeah, no. As of now, the plan is just to be here for a while. So I'm excited. Hello, little turtle. Oh, I mean, oh, she's just sitting here being the cutest she's little turtle. So big. I know she's I can't a big girl. It. I mean, she's, she's big not girl. the size of Riley, but she is. No, Riley's gigantic. Yeah. With a little um, turtle. Anyway. Yeah. So you're going to a beach house later, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, a beach house to be named later. Yeah. Um, but uh, as of now, back home. And I'm happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. Katie, what was the first? Oh, you're in your new house. I'm going to get to that in one second. 
I was gonna say, well, it's, never mind. Ashley, you're in your new house. Yeah. <laughs> How is it? What room are you in? I'm currently in our office. It's gonna be our office slash guest room. Right now, it has an, a pretty empty bookcase and some U-Haul boxes and okay. a computer, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we moved last week and like Friday, and then just spent the last four days constantly going back and forth and back and forth because we mm. the move was terrible we didn't get enough done there was so much cleaning yada 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 it was i feel brutal. like not to interrupt you but the thing you went through when i texted you and i was like how's the move and you were like well the mover showed up and we weren't done yet so now i'm scrambling to put it all i feel like that happens to me every time i move and i wonder if it's just like as common if it's like a common thing, that mm. it's always like you're stuck with trash bags and you're like shoving random stuff in yep. while the movers are taking stuff away. It's the worst because yeah. then you get to your new house with this trash bag and you're like, I don't want to now go back through this. I just put everything in here. Yeah. it's It's been, it was like that times 10. Like Ugh. we took, I was telling Jay, Steve and I had to take five more back and forth trips, no. full cars, five times like we no. just got our computer and tv today i have no idea where anything is like i was using like my son's extra toothbrush because i don't know what like i'm literally wearing a nice work shirt with a sports bra and pajama pants i mean yeah that's every day for me though i mean i, I respect that quarantine look <laughs> so hard yeah. it's like it's a mess but we went back this morning and gave in our keys and we're officially Woo! out of the apartment and Congratulations. I know. I'm so excited. And Austin went to his first day at his new school today. Yay. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. So we're going to go back on like a, a trial two days a week thing for like a couple hours, two days a week. Because, gosh, she really needs interacting with some other kids. And, gosh, um, Mommy needs a break. Mama needs a break. It's secondary. So, it's not the reason you're sending him, but it no. is an important yeah, side effect of both of us. Mom you know, needs a break. I didn't realize that they reopened that sort of stuff. That's great. Yeah. yeah. They, re they reopened daycares a couple weeks ago, and we kind of were on the fence for a bit. But what kind of sold me is that the one that uh, he's going to remained open throughout all the last couple months because they were... Uh, caring for the children of essential workers. Mm. And they've been so wow. strict with all the guidelines and everything that they haven't had a single case over the last oh, wow. three or four oh, months. And I was like, okay, if they can, if they have essential worker children and they're yeah. able to keep all of them safe, like they'll be able to keep my son safe with all the yeah. stuff they're doing. So we couldn't go in and drop him off. Like they came out to the parking lot to meet you. They take his temperature, they oh, do all this man. stuff. Um, but he was so excited to go. He's like, I get to meet new friends. I get to play in a playground. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. That's so exciting. So it's, it's, I feel like I'm really hoping Team Brayband has like turned the corner and like things are going to be good now. Everything's I'm coming up Brayband. I know. Listen, I really I'll say so. you were talking about your move and you said, I don't know where anything is. And I know that's a negative, but the positive of that is it's not all on top of you. You have yeah. space. You're <laughs> so like, I don't know what, out. like, I don't know what room this stuff is in. It's like, oh, well, it used to be that you could touch every room you had. So now the fact that you can't find something as bad as that is, is actually a positive. That's amazing. The, I like, I was complaining uh, to Steve the other day. Uh, and it was just like the best first world problem ever. I was like, man, it takes so long to fill up our new bathtub because it's so big. Oh. And Steve was like, yes. Like That's what a awesome. great problem to have this huge bat, like jetted bathtub. I feel like royalty. It's so awesome. So when can we 
throw you a socially distant housewarming party in your big backyard. Uh, well, our backyard's not that big, but the good news is we could all Don't be in a different Don't you have a big yard? House. Well, we have, so there's a, there's a fence and then there's this enormous stretch that we can't use because it's protected land. Oh, that's right. So like, mm. you can't go back there, but we've already seen deer. We've seen a Whoa. bunch of cool birds. Um, You're going to have bears. The cool, oh God, I would love that. Steve's hey. obsessed with bears. Um, probably Are there the bears in New Jersey? Yeah, I Googled it because he didn't believe me. Nice. There's bears in like almost every continental U.S. state. Oh, um, sick. Probably yeah, the coolest thing so about exciting. it is uh, at nighttime, the ho- that whole back slice is just lit up with lightning bugs. Fireflies? Fire- oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's fireflies, awesome. lightning bugs, whatever. And it's just so magical. I like almost cried. I was so happy. Just be out of the city. I know. Into nature again and like able to breathe and like shut the door and not have everyone on top of me. It's just, I'm going to be just a ray of sunshine for the foreseeable future. That's great. So great. Thanks. Jay. I'm excited. How's you? Oh, we did. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. You're home. I'm home. What else is new? I'm I'm riding the home wave. Riding the home wave. Yeah. All right. You know, it's exciting to have a new scenery and be back in the city. And there's lots of, I mean, it's such a confusing moment in time because New York is the safest place for virus. It's so weird. But it makes perfect sense. It's because we were like, oh, shit. When things went down and other places were like, why do we have to live by New York's rules? And now we're being like, this is why. This is this why. This is why. Um, but they are like pretty steadily reopening things and like, you know, just going for a walk this weekend, like lots and lots of drinks for sale out of windows and drinking on the street. And like, it's kind of the like New York City that we always wanted. Like the fact that you can just, it's like turning New York into New Orleans in the sense that you can just like go to a bar, grab a margarita, walk down the street with your friends. Like it's kind of amazing. I know that part's um, going to be kind of a bummer when they get rid of it again. Like, well, I'm hoping, that they, I'm hoping that yeah. they don't. They're like, they've but, closed streets in Hoboken that are just like walking streets on certain days. And like, uh, they'll just be people who play live music and just other people gather around and like yeah. sit on the sidewalk. And it's just like, well, this is lovely. Uh, you don't have to stop. You can stop, but it's just like makes the experience of walking to the pharmacy like so much nicer. Like, oh look, people that don't know each other talking to each other. Like, right. I mean, so long nice. as you're masked up and you know trying to stay apart, like they, you know, they showed that like almost no one from the protests got corona because everyone was wearing a mask and trying to be distant. It's like that. Those things are great. I found out the other day about. Um, a 7 p.m. dance party uh, a couple blocks away from my house. It started as like the 7 p.m. cheer for essential workers. And then like this guy started like DJing from his apartment and people would like dance in the streets outside of his house and they do it every night at seven o'clock. I'm so sure the essential these... workers really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, why not? So one Being of these... not invited to a party. Well, they're invited. Everyone's invited. They're so... busy, but I get it. Yeah, I do sure. get it. Uh, so one of these seven o'clocks, I'm going to wander over there and check that out. You're not going to start like a competing dance. No, well, that's no, no. as soon as I found out. I'm going to DJ from friend. the next 45 my, p.m. I was with my friend and they told me about it. And I, as soon as I found out, I was they were like, you're jealous, huh? And I was like, yeah. Half price drinks <laughs> over at the DJ Magic the Gathering party. Yeah, we'll figure How it out. How are you doing, K-Beth? 
Uh, I'm good. I'm um I'm I've been alone since Thursday. Dan uh Dan went back out on the road, which uh was something that he was you know nervous about doing because COVID slash he's a hypochondriac. Um, but also, I mean, it's you know his life and livelihood, and he was different without it. So he went to St. Louis, and uh, and then he came home, and by home I mean his house. And I told him he can't come back here till he tests negative for COVID. <laughs> Not to be a dick, but it's like I haven't left my house yeah. in what four months. Like I have socially distanced the fuck out of my life. And if I get COVID because he went to St. Louis and got to like live his life, I would be so annoyed and I wouldn't want to hold that against him. Of like, <laughs> like, oh, I'm the one who gets really sick. So, uh, so yeah, he, uh, he got a test in, in Queens and he will return if it comes up negative. I've heard a lot of people are getting tests now, which is uh, like, I'm just so, like, really, we couldn't have done this sooner. It makes me so, I'm not mad. It's good that people are getting tests, but it's like, this was the thing that led us to this situation, was that the, yeah. we couldn't get tests. And now people are like, hey, you want to come with me? I'm going to go get a test. I heard uh, Michael Che say the other day on Instagram that, like, he because he's going out and doing uh, shows, that he's ne- he tries to get tested every couple weeks. And I'm like, what? You can just do that now? Why couldn't we do that before? Yeah, it's great. It's great. It is good, but it's like we we were led to believe that we couldn't do like it was really hard to make testing that widespread. So it's just like ay ay ay. I just uh, and then I saw a headline the other day that was like the worst is yet to come, and I was like, of course it is, of course it is. <laughs> you guys but remember just, murder uh, hornets? Yeah, remember that came and went. Bring them in. Bring them <laughs> on. I'm ready for the murder hornets. What? I mean, the anxiety of all of it has just, uh, I'm doing well today. This is probably the best day I've had in terms of like not feeling like doom and gloom, everything's going to die. Turned a corner over the weekend because it's been very, very bad. So we won't dwell on it because I know I've seen people in the Reddit be like, they get really sad on this podcast a lot now and it's hard to listen to. So we're not going to dwell on it. But just if you're dealing with anxiety, like listen to yourself because if you start to feel nauseous for three weeks and throw up uh it might be something going on that you have to address so make sure that you do that um it gets better it does Mm -hmm. there's also for anyone who's interested this is not a sponsor but just a suggestion um an app called BetterHelp, where you can do you can get like a some somebody to talk to through an app and you can either do it through chat or you can do it through video or you can do it on the phone or whatever um Steve and I signed up for it and I have found it to be pretty useful and it's like you don't have to go into an office. Um, it's pretty reasonably reasonably priced. So if you feel like you just need somebody to talk to, it could be a good solution. Yeah, try that. Try so, that. You just take care of yourselves because the worst is yet to come. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, today on the podcast, do we have any official Potter show business? I don't think so. What show? Um, I know you're very sad about it, but we, we do have to acknowledge that there's no show right now. So it's okay, Myrtle. We'll, we'll get it back. Um, could you even hear her cry like that? Or yeah, am I just talking? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so today on the podcast, we're going to talk about Liverpool. Woo woo. Uh, we're going to talk about the NWSL. We're going to talk about the bubble, the NBA bubble, and more. Uh, but most importantly, first off, I mean, I would say Liverpool, but it's in the dock. So Cam Newton's a Patriot. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Um, I, so here's the thing. 
I've been doing this for a living now since 2013 and have, I'm, an, I'm extremely online, always online, always uh, when something happens, I'm like, oh, sh I got to tweet about it. And for some reason, I mean, this weekend I told you I turned a corner, but uh, with the cam stuff, I was just like, I just felt like everyone's like, what does Kate Nolan think? My mentions were like, what does Kate Nolan think? What's Kate Nolan's opinion? And I was like, I love it. But I didn't have anything <laughs> creative or witty to say. So I was just like, I guess I'll just say it on Highly Questionable because I'm sure they'll bring it up. And I went on Highly Questionable today and they didn't bring it up. So the world they didn't is bring, been, Wait, they didn't no. bring up Cam to the Patriots? So here's the deal. Uh, I mean, I, they probably did it yesterday. But so I showed up to the show today in like fully cammed out. And, uh, and the first question was about the Nets and if they should not go to the bubble because a bunch of them have tested positive for COVID and, uh, you know, KD and Kyrie are injured or whatever. And I was just like, uh, it came, I was, it was me, Dom, Dan, and Pablo. And I went last and they all did their, you know, whatever. And then it came to me and I was just like, okay, so we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about the Patriots quarterback. Every time I'm on this show, you guys want to talk about the Patriots quarterback Former Patriots quarterback. But now, today, we're not going to talk about the Patriots quarterback. <laughs> that was my own. I didn't talk about the Nets at all. And I apologize to Spencer Dinwiddie, but I was upset. Sorry to this man. What did you, yeah. wear? What did you wear to be Cam? Well, so I had a big a fur coat and uh, and these glasses that I was convinced by my, my friend Jennifer, who lives in Paris, to buy that I've never, ever worn. because oh, those are sick. I, they're amazing, yeah. but they're too <laughs> cool for me. I'm not cool enough to wear them. They're also so expensive that I'm nervous to leave the house with them. Um, but, you know, they got some shine today. Uh, I had on a scarf. I couldn't find the one I wanted, so I put on, like, an actual scarf, and I had to take it off halfway through because I was sweating. Uh, I had my hair in, like, two buns with a flower in the middle because I couldn't find a hat. It was a whole thing. It wasn't probably worth it, um, but, you know. I bet it was. Then I didn't I have to, to answer any of the questions that I didn't want to answer. I could just draw back. It was like Gallagher. I understand why he does the watermelon thing now. It's like, you got mm. nothing else? Go back to that well. Uh, but, yes, Cam Newton is a patriot. I'm very excited about it. Uh, the deal, while not financially, um, you know, beautiful, for Cam, which is what a lot of the narrative has been focusing on, like the fact that Chase Daniel signed for more than what uh, Cam and Jameis combined. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, and I get that. But at the same time, you know, we've learned that the Patriots were the only team that was interested in Cam. Uh, he heard from, man, my brain just went, the Browns. I think the Browns reached out but weren't interested, and the Patriots were. And so in terms of, like, the business of sports, it, it, it's a win-win for the Patriots. It's incentive-laden, which makes me excited because it makes me feel like, you know, I think we still do have faith in Jarrett Stidham, but I also think that this sure. means that Cam's going to get a shot. Like, an incentive-laden contract to me means that it's not like he's not going to play. I think the intention is for him to play. Um, and Bill has, you know, in the past seen the benefits of having a good young quarterback stay behind a vet who knows what they're doing. So I think that that's also beneficial for Jarrett Stidham. Um, and I like it. I love Cam. Um, you know, it's a former MVP. Hey, hey, we don't bite that. Yeah, I think that was kind of like the only the only Paul on this whole thing, not P-A-U-L, P-A-L-L. -L. 
Uh, I was like, Paul. I am. No, there's no Paul involved. <laughs> is uh, you, you saw Richard Sherman's tweet. Like, when's the last time you saw a former MVP sign for the veteran minimum? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's and he's right. But the thing is, Cam was injured. The last time we've seen him, he was injured. And he, because of COVID, cannot meet with people for physicals and, and all that stuff right now. So it's a big risk, quote unquote, to sign him to anything that's profit like that's much uh bigger than that are you okay uh so it's like it, it makes sense to me i think i think incentive laden certainly makes sense because it's like if you come and you suck you don't get paid but if you come and you play really well you do get paid i think the the race race conversation is like okay the most he can earn which i think is like seven and a half million is still less than Marcus Mariota, who <laughs> might be a backup on the Raiders, you know, and that's kind of the will be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, most likely will be the yeah. second string quarterback on the Raiders, and you're like, okay, well, this feels, this doesn't feel great, and I don't understand enough about, I like, I don't think it's a knock on the Patriots. I think the Patriots made a really smart business decision. It's just again in these conversations about the role race plays in negotiating contracts. Um, for athletes, it's just kind of like, what is happening in this league? And I'm glad that we're able to talk about it and shine a light on it in some way. And I hope that Cam comes out and crushes. Yeah, I think the other thing I really like about it is it's a one-year deal. So, yeah. like, he can crush and then be like, okay, everyone, I'm healthy. Remember yep. me? Former league MVP. So take out your checkbooks and yep. let's fucking go. Yep. Uh, all that being said, this fucking season's not happening. <laughs> Like, as Thank much you. as I love all of this, it's like it's really nice to get lost in this idea that like, oh, oh Cam's going to get to go out there and oh, that's right. This isn't going to fucking happen because they're not taking this seriously at all. So I don't know. God, um, was it was it Silver that said sports brings people together? Was it Goodell? Some, one of the commissioners was like, listen, we're doing sports no matter what. I think this it was game Silver. brings people together. And you're like, we're trying to. Yeah, so we can't socially distant. We have to be socially distant. <laughs> Don't bring distant. people together. That's the wrong goal. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's awesome. I think Cam's great. Uh, it's exciting. It's like a fun – it's a thing to look forward to. Yeah. Another thing I look forward to, you know, every time uh, Boston fans get accused of being racist, we've seen it recently with the Tory Hunter stuff that came back up about how he had something in his contract about never being traded to Boston because he uh, said that fans there were racist and they call him the N-word when he goes to Fenway. Uh, Boston fans always feel some type of way when those stories come out. And so, boy, am I excited for them to go ahead and prove that wrong now that their quarterback is Cam Newton. So go for it, Boston. What an exciting opportunity for you to prove <laughs> your point that you're not racist and you're yep. very good fans, isn't it? Isn't this quite an opportunity? <laughs> so I know, I'm confident they will rise to the occasion. You know? Yeah. Also, Mina Kimes <laughs> called it. She yeah, did. she sure did. In like... March? Uh, I, when I was still doing Highly Questionable from my bedroom. So, like, that was... Oh, wow. A long time ago. <laughs> Back when I was yeah. still doing my hair. That was months ago. I, I don't love the French braids. I think it's very Well, cute. you know, it's genuinely just to keep it out of my face. So I won't I, touch it. Do you think Bill Belichick made this signing intentionally public on the day 
Probably. The, Patriots yeah, probably. fines were announced. Yeah, because we don't have to talk about it, but $1.1 million, whatever, to a football team. Docking a third-round pick when we sure do love third-round picks, uh, I'm sure we'll trade for eight more, so that's fine. But it's like the <laughs> Bengals-Browns, like that is just the thing, it, the thorn in my side is that this is coming from a Bengals-Browns game that was just like, ugh. And, you know, we talked it to death when it happened. It's the benefit of the doubt that the Patriots don't deserve. You know what I mean? Like me being like, oh, it makes sense. They have this media company. They're filming for this other thing. It wasn't even this thing. Like you've lost the benefit of the doubt, Patriots. It's just how it works. Uh, and that all sucks. But like Bengals in Browns. Hey. Sorry. I mean, no days off, you know. Every game's important. Sorry, I yelled at my dog into the microphone. Um, that game wasn't important. Uh, the Bengals-Browns <laughs> was a show and not anything. And I guarantee you that they picked it for that reason of like, let's go film this section at that game because no one will accuse us of cheating at a Bengals-Browns game. But alas, The Cincinnati Derby. But alas, it happened. Um, speaking of Mina, while we're on the topic, which we always are, so we really we could bring it up whenever, but uh, shout out to Mina Kimes, who it was just announced is going to be one of the analysts on NFL Live this year. <laughs> Very exciting. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the full cast, but it's awesome. Yeah. Like Marcus Spears is on there. Orlovsky. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Orlovsky. Keyshawn. Keyshawn. Yeah. And, and hosted by and uh, Laura. Yeah. Laura so it's going to be, I mean, what an awesome group of people. Um, and look, Mina has worked very hard to deserve that spot. She deserved that spot years ago. But mm -hmm. uh, it is exciting that somebody has actually decided she can have it. And so we're right. very excited for her. Uh, and shout out to Pablo because he's going to be taking over the ESPN Daily podcast. That's right. For Mina. So it's a I huge found that out today. for both of them. Dan Levitard said Pablo had a podcast. And I was like, what's up? <laughs> uh, and that's, yeah. So it's good. all good news all around. It's yeah. crazy because I thought that there were only two podcasts, but I guess there is a third one. Yeah. Now. Well, now that, yeah. Okay, you're right. There are three podcasts. We do shout it out at the end of every episode, so it is weird. We've said there's only two, <laughs> and then we always mention a third, but you know what? Experiencing a lot of cognitive dissonance <laughs> math right isn't, now. Math isn't really our thing, so. <laughs> hey, Myrtle, remember speaking when I asked if you had to pee and you said no? You don't get to do this now. Go ahead. Hey, speaking, speaking of math, did anybody happen to like mathematically clinch anything recently? Oh my God, I think Liverpool did. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what happened. For those who don't know, um, and if you don't know, what are you doing? Because it's one of the only sports we have right now, so you really should be paying attention to it. But Liverpool, um, what day of the week was that, Jay? Thursday. Saturday? Wednesday? Wednesday? I don't know. Liverpool Wednesday. had the opportunity. It was a day. Yeah. Yeah, they that's had the good. Thursday. Thursday. They had the yeah. chance to, uh, you know, mathematically clinch the league and win the league um, based on the results of a Man City Chelsea match um what would have had to happen was that Man City would have had to lose or tie correct lose or draw yeah. Yeah. and uh and I said before the game that I didn't want to win it that way um because to me we haven't seen these guys in so long and um the thought of them winning but us not being able to see them and like see them celebrate and see the joy on their faces was like, uh, I would much rather we play a game and then celebrate after the game the way you normally would. Um, I put that on Twitter, which I don't know. <laughs> it probably was a dumb idea. 
And a bunch of fans rightfully were like, I don't give a f how we win it. I just want to win it. I just want to stop worrying that we might not win it, which I totally get. Then it was also brought to my attention that uh, if they won this way, then Man City would have to honor and celebrate them when we face Man City <laughs> uh, the next game that we played. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's probably worth it. Worth it. Uh, instead of having to beat Man City to win, which was originally what I wanted, we would get to be honored by Man City for winning because Man City lost, which, uh, mwah, chef's kiss. So, so I'm gonna be uh, off, I'm gonna be off on Thursday. I'm just not gonna be available. Is that true? Okay, well, um, mm. all right. So just don't, please don't text me or, you know. Why don't we just live? Why would you I text watching you? the game together? Why would I text? When have <laughs> I? You never have to tell me not to text you. I'm never That's over true. here just like I'm texting Jay. I believe I mean, this whole thing was brought up because you said I didn't respond to you when you text. So don't worry, Jay. I won't text you on Thursday. Okay. I will, Jay. I'll text you on Thursday just Please to see don't. how you're doing. Thanks. He's not going to be doing well. Um, it's exciting. Did you anyway, celebrate it all? Well, so I, so I watched the game. I tweeted that I didn't want us to win that way. I was convinced pretty quickly of like, okay, I could go either way with it. And then, uh, so Chelsea had been winning. And then Man City scored, so then it was tied 1-1, and I was like, oh God, oh God, I'm gonna get screamed at on the internet because I said I didn't wanna win this way, <laughs> and then we lost. Um, but then Chelsea scored again, so uh, they won. Did I celebrate? No, and it's very weird. It was super strange to me to like want to celebrate and wanna go out. Like I saw people in the streets in Liverpool, which you wanna be like, don't do that. Mm. But you also understand it because they've never won the Premier League before. Um, so no, I didn't get to celebrate at all. And I, I, I was alone. And I still don't know what I would do. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. so yeah. Is there like I, a certain drink that you guys drank when you were in Liverpool? Beer. A bunch? Beers. A lot of, beer. a lot of Carlsbergs. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can get a Carlsberg or six. Mm -hmm. And okay. just, you know, bottoms up in your jersey and just look at pictures of Roberto Fermino over and over again. Or I'll just continue to DM. I'll just DM Mo Salah until he answers. Like, well, hey, here's a Zoom link. Hey, here's a Zoom link. Hey, can you come to this Zoom? <laughs> hey, I need to chat with you really quick. Hey, come enter into the Zoom. I did love seeing the videos of, because they're all in the same hotel, uh, seeing videos of the guys watching the match and then celebrating afterwards was really, really wonderful. There were some great videos of like Verge and... Uh, and Ox, and it was fun. It's fun. I just love this team. And Jurgen came on afterwards and cried, and it was very emotional. They had like a terrible talk back between him and what's his face, and the audio was awful. It was just like Jurgen is my favorite. He's just my favorite. I He's wish I got great. a fist. I wish I got a fist pump, but um, I'll take it. You'll it's... probably get one on Thursday. Oh man, for sure. So many on Thursday. For sure. And it sucks that they do it without fans, and it sucks that somebody will say that there's an asterisk on it or whatever. But okay, if you, oh, I'm gonna take you out in a second, okay? I mean, I, I think that's that's a ridiculous argument. Like, obviously, Liverpool had the league wrapped up before we went into uh, quarantine, so the fact that I mean, it took them literally two and a half games to finish what they yeah. had started. So that the argument that there's an asterisk is coming from a Man City fan is yeah is is ridiculous. Like, obviously, Liverpool deserved to win the league. Um, I congratulate them on a great season <laughs> and congratulate you on Thanks, your victory. Thanks, Jay. Uh, Isn't it possible they can I, still set a record by how quickly they, or something? I, I don't know the details on that. I saw I, it on like a lower third. 
Um, that's maybe possible. I, I think, yeah, I think that's that's my next point is that it'll be interesting to see them finish the season out. Um, obviously, there aren't too many matches left, but um, I did see uh, Mike Ryan tweet that uh, clearly Chelsea is Liverpool's biggest threat in the upcoming season. And I would just like to say, um, no, that's Aren't untrue. they still un- unable um, to sign anyone or whatever? Uh, that's over as oh. of the summer. But also that's, you know, it's... It Are was, you talking shit to Mike Ryan on this podcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Why don't you just say it with your chest? What is it you want to say to Mike Ryan? Go ahead. He, repl- he replied on Twitter. Oh. Right? Ashley, uh, check in Twitter. Yeah. I my reply a lot now. To, my reply to Mike Ryan is LOLK. And then what did Not Mike Ryan happen. say back? Who's this? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm saying you've Why got. Why do like, I follow you again? Before. Do you want to uh, say something to Mike? No, Ryan? I think I think next I think next season will be super interesting to watch for Mike Ryan. Also for you, there are several very good teams. I think Liverpool, obviously being the strongest of which um, at the current moment, but who knows what's going to happen? I mean, over the course of the summer and next season, I think it's anybody's Premier League. So well, right now it's Liverpool's. That's right, Ashley. Thank you Up so much. Thank you, Ashley. Up the Reds. <laughs> You'll never walk alone. Not once. Not never. Uh, speaking of soccer, I don't know, Jay. If you want to just take over for this one as we talk about the NWSL, uh, we are three games in now, right? Yeah. yeah. Three Dash games into everybody making the playoff. <laughs> quite a yeah, quite a game between the Dash and the Royals today. Three three. Uh, draw i wanted to say tie but i know you're not supposed to um an unfortunate thing for me about the return of the nwsl has been that it is poised to dominate the news right now it's the first american sport profession i know there's like a team sport there's like a concession to it it's like the first it's not the first sport to return because nascar but it's the first american team sport to return and there's really nothing else to talk about and um the most of the coverage regarding the return has been on a dumb controversy that I feel the league could have avoided and gotten out ahead of, uh, which is the anthem. Which Fun sucks. To have that back. It sucks because it's 2020. <laughs> and like I typed the words anthem controversy into the doc today. You know, I, I mean, mm. I've I've seen a lot of uh, varying opinions on it since, you know, forming my own, which was that in, in a stadium with no fans, who, what are we doing this for? Why are we even bothering? What is the I mean, I there's a lot of people who feel that way in general about sports. Like why in a domestic sporting match are we playing the anthem of our country? Mm. This is not the Olympics. There isn't really a reason to remind everybody where both teams are from, um, but on a on a even more logical scale, when there's no fans there, it just feels like what are we doing all the pregame stuff for? Like, are we having a halftime show? There's nobody there, so there's not really a reason for any of this. Uh, but I've seen some people say um, that they that if they had gotten rid of the anthem, black players specifically have said that then they'll feel like they're being told they can't protest, like taking away their right to protest. Mm. So I also, I mean, I, I don't know that I, I, that's not what I was thinking originally, but I, I obviously, they have their right to their opinion. So I do understand what they're saying there. Uh, the NWSL today or Monday changed its policy and said that now during the Challenge Cup, um, 
players will have the option of remaining in the locker room during the anthem if they want to. Because what we saw was that, you know, a lot of teams completely knelt in solidarity together. And then other teams, there were players who didn't. And those players got criticized or were, it was just a mess. It was just frustrating, you know? It's just like, uh, it sucks that like the narrative so far on the on this whole tournament has been either this or like uh, the COVID stuff, which then I don't know how much of that you guys covered last week, but the Orlando dropping out and then finding out that they were false positives potentially. It's just like, those are the things that are making headlines and people aren't really talking about the games, which duh, we understand the American sports landscape and media and knew that was going to happen, but it's just like, these games are good. There aren't, there isn't a bad team in the league. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And that should be what we're talking about. That being said, Jay, you watched uh, that whole Dash Royals match today. I was doing uh, HQ, so I couldn't. I got to watch the second half, and it was wild. I mean, it looked like uh, the Royals were going to wrap it up, and then the Dash scored at the last, very last second, I believe, is what happened. Um, and. It's just exciting to get to watch soccer. <laughs> High scoring games are always fun to watch. So fun. And I know it's like soccer purists, they're like baseball purists. You know, it's like, well, you can have a great game with no scores. And you're like, yeah, but goals are fun. I want to watch goals. And so to get six. Yeah. Purist wise, though, it is a bummer when you get six and it still ends in a tie. You're like, yeah, I wanted a winner. But the good news is they all make the playoff. So I just can't get over that for some reason. It's, uh, it's, yeah, no. I mean, it made... So now basically what they're doing is that the group stages are like preliminaries. Right. And I mean, it'll still seed everybody. Um, but it's going to be super fun once we get to the knockout too. Like those are obviously like the most fun games to watch. Um, yeah, those are going to be can't miss games. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't uh, yeah, like Yeah, but them. anyway, it was, it, was, it was dash 3-1 and then the Royals came back two goals the last one in the 92nd minute or something Ooh, like that to score buddy. and 3-3 well, I was I was asked on the internet um to declare my you know come out and tell everybody who I'm rooting for oh now I've had difficulty with this because uh like I saw somebody be like if you don't root for Kelly like that's I'm actually shocked like mad at you I'm like but I but that's my whole issue it's like I love Kelly I love Rose. Like it's it the the reason this is hard is because I root for a team that has all of them on it and then they go to separate teams. Mm. And I'm like, "Well, now it's like choosing literally a child." And I can't <laughs> choose between my daughters because I love them all. So mm. I uh I asked, you know, Woso Twitter what I should do uh and who I should root for. And overwhelmingly, I'm seeing a lot of the dash why is that? Well, here's a one one list of reasons provided by uh, Johnston's 08. There's zero <laughs> reasons not to support the Dash. Captains are both drafted by the club and developed through the years. Sexy kits. Love se- something sexy love a being sexy number kit. two. Love a number two <laughs> sexiness. Uh, number three, true underdogs. Capitalized. Uh, number four, we'll literally hold it down for each other on and off the field. Now, I'm not sure. That feels like a like a uh, gen. What's the generation below us? Z. Yes. Great question. X. It feels gen like whatever. Z. It feels like a Zers way of saying literally because I don't think they're holding anything down. Like I don't think that there's like their belongings are in in 
danger of flying air. away. So they're holding mm. them down. I don't think they're literally holding it down. I think they're just emphasizing that, like, they will do whatever it takes on and off the field. And then uh, the last reason was they'll be the first to start a fight. So, Ooh. I mean. Those are good reasons. It does feel like the club to root for. Because I love a team okay. that, that everybody thinks is going to uh, not win, and then they come out and they win. Of course, the other side of that coin is they may not win, and then that sucks. Mm. Yeah. But um, it, it was like okay. an overwhelming – I don't know if just Dash fans are louder online. Yeah. But there was a lot of, like, you got to support the Dash. So, uh, so that's I was team? wondering, like, who are you guys cheering for? Go ahead, Jay. I'm, obvious, I'm obviously a Washington Spirit fan. Uh, Rose Lavelle, captaining the I was going to say, why obviously? Or... Why would you take the thing that I just was saying is difficult to decide and say that obviously you're a Washington Spirit fan because well, you I like guess Rose perhaps Lavelle? I should re- rephrase, not so obviously. I have decided to become a Washington Spirit fan. Okay. Um, it was also... Kind of a difficult decision, but I was really won over when I saw the jerseys, which was item number three on your mm. list. Also, it was number two, um, sexy kits was number two. Number two, excuse me. Sexy um, kits. Also, as I uh, outlined, a sexy kit sounds two. like what they leave you in a hotel room. That's like a condom and a little bit of lube. <laughs> they definitely do that at the Ace Hotel. I'm sure they call. Yeah, it they that. do it at the W uh, too, where it's like, here, have a, have two condoms and a little mini vibrator. You're like, sick. Thanks, W Hotel. As I outlined um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, well, back when I was undecided, I was trying to buy a rain jersey and their online store was closed. So uh, that was um, yes. pretty tough for me. And I decided that if your online store is unavailable, then I am unavailable to you as a fan. Wow. Uh, so I shifted my allegiance over to the Washington Spirit. And I'm hoping that my jersey comes soon. Hmm. Yeah, I'm well, looking through the replies now to when I said that I who should I root for, and I just dash on, ignore anyone who says anything other than the dash. My formal suggestion with a gif of the dash. Susan Edwards said, "Really, you had to think about rooting for Ko's team? Disappointed." Dot dot dot. It's like easy, Susan. <laughs> easy, Susan. Uh, Royals is the only correct answer. Dash on, no root for the Red Stars. Support the Dash Queen. Kelly's still playing. She's probably offended you didn't immediately say her. Go for the dash. It's a fun and sometimes a circus. Heard the Houston Dash are a fun team to root for. Royals with a picture of a assumed the Royals mascot pointing a gun at my face. <laughs> uh, anyone but the courage, please and thank you. Which, you know, <laughs> duh, that's gospel. Uh, for the Royals since Kelly, go for the Royals since Kelly's the only one of your daughters playing. It's absolutely necessary for you to best soccer mom. Come on now. Uh, how could you say no to this? I mean, Jay, that's a pretty strong argument. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, how could I say no to that? Uh, go with a sleeper <laughs> pick and in your state, sky blue, dash on. Red stars, Katie, you know what to do. Well, since you're also Rose Lavelle, maybe root for the spirit or your girl Kelly and the Royals. This is all you need to know. Uh, Royals, go for Julie and the Red Stars. Then it's another dash gif. Oh, Katie, what were the questions you asked the guy who needed a Premier League team? We need your answers to those in order to help. That's smart. I didn't see that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Ciara King Stan account. Uh, well, Rainer, it's, Sky it's shocking that none, so of, many... uh, none of those people suggested my NWSL team. And who would that be? The uh, Portland Thorns. Obviously, Katie, you know that. Oh, yeah. I've because... been a Thorns fan for at least the last two and a half minutes while You've you guys been a were a real thorn in my side about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody that I like to root for more than Tobin Heath. 
You know what I mean? That's fair. Like everyone has favorites. Is she playing? Um, I don't know. I literally just pulled <laughs> Portland Thorns roster. And okay. Was like, yep. Tobin. Sick. Sick. Cool. Uh, I like Portland. I like mm. their kits. Yeah. I know a lot of the names on this roster, and so I don't think a lot of those people are playing. That doesn't mean that. They're Wait, not who my else is a um, team? Some of them are. Lindsay Horan, Christine Sinclair, Bella Bixby, Becky Sauerbrunn, Adriana French, uh, Sonnet. A bunch of people on there. Okay. So, yeah, so that's who I picked. Yeah, totally. And I like Portland, you know? So, there we go. That's who we're rooting for. Okay. Sometimes you just got to dive in without really doing a ton of research. You know what? Jay does it all the time. Literally, (laughs) everyone. You just got to white dude your way through it. So, go just moving into a new house. It's okay that you didn't know. Everything's going to be fine. Tobin loves your support regardless. Yeah, I bet she does. I bet she does. I bet she doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, I'm shocked you didn't go to Juliet's team, actually. But that yeah, I thought funny. about it. I thought that might be too obvious, you know. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. So. Obviously, as Jay would say, obviously yeah. yes. for Roosevelt. Well. Uh, what other sports news? The NBA bubble. We did say we were going to talk about. It's uh, happening. Sounds <laughs> a good idea. A lot of teams. I think 16. What did Woj say? 16 players tested positive out of 302 players. It's like five percent. Uh, we're learning that DeAndre Jordan was one of those players. He has now decided not to go to the bubble. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets also tested positive. He has not decided yet if he's going to sit out. I think their rosters are due Wednesday. That's tomorrow. So we'll find out. We will see. Uh, the Nets, I believe, were in seventh place in the East. They're like a half game of, in front of whoever is right behind them. I want to say the – I don't know. Point is, uh, <laughs> the bubble's happening, and um, J.R. Smith's going to be there. He is it sure the magic? Is. is that who's behind it's them? The magic. Okay, or yeah. if you, I didn't know if you were just saying magic. <laughs> I mean, it could have been either way. No, yeah, you're right. I thought it was magic. Uh, J.R. Smith's going to the yeah. Lakers. Yeah, he is. What a beautiful reunion that's going to be. I mean, joyous. Look, we Honestly, J.R. Smith on the Lakers is great. It makes sense to me. Like, there was a question on Highly Questionable today, not to continue to bring the show up and basically recap it, but it was like, uh, is does LeBron deserve bonus points if he wins with this lineup? And it's like, are we forgetting Anthony Davis still exists? Like, he still has the best <laughs> teammate he's ever played with. And then a group of dudes who, like, He's got Dwight Howard, J.R. Smith. I'm pretty sure Rondo's still on that bench. It's guys that, like, aren't the superstars, but they're guys that know they're not the superstars, which is what LeBron needs so that he can go out and do his LeBron shit and then tell them what to do, and they're not going to challenge him. I don't... It's. I just think it's so weird that everyone's like, oh, my God, how's he going to pull it off? What a redemption narrative this would be for J.R. Smith. It's just If he like, remembers the score at the end of the game, <laughs> that's huge. He is going to come and crush for the Lakers the same way that he would crush for you in an escape room. He's going to come. That's right. Let, let LeBron lead and dictate everything and just go out there and do his job. Keep an eye on the scoreboard the whole time. Bring the, bring the Lakers to the championship. I understand. The only actual argument I have against J.R. Smith winning an NBA championship this year is that we probably won't be able to celebrate with a parade, and J.R. Smith should, mm. should always Ugh. get to have a parade. Like, any championship parade should have J.R. Smith in it. So it would be a bummer for that to be, you know, for him not to be able to partake in that. That being said, I bet he'd find a way. <laughs> to keep us entertained. I'm oh, all yeah. for JR. He always for does, sure. JR. He always does. It's just interesting to see um, that, like, 
you know, with all the discussion we had about people opting out of going to the bubble for various reasons, one including social issues and, and wanting to keep focus on that, that we're seeing people aren't even, people are opting out because they're sick. Yeah. Like, it's just, there's so much. This bubble makes me so nervous. I saw today the the Nuggets shut down the practice facility because a bunch of people had coronavirus. It's just like, what's yeah. up? I still can't really, like, I would have guessed that testing positive means you are out. I didn't realize it was even possible for Spencer Dinwiddie to, like, still decide. Oh, like, yeah. Wait, yeah. Because like, you can wait, just, as long you quarantine. You can just quarantine for 14 days, and then and they then, retest you, and if you're negative, then they let you come back in. I think you have to get two negative. T- it's like uh, it's like Dan and my apartment. You need to have two negative tests within 24 right. hours in order to regain entry. Right. It's right. Ju- I think it's like the part that, that my brain is still wrapping around is like when you are exposed we know it can take like up to 14 days until you like get symptoms or test positive but we Mm. don't know how long the the virus like actually runs its course so like he may have it for much longer than 14 days that's what i'm saying he can't do it until he tests negative so he would go he would go sit in the bubble and just wait until he gets negative tests. Well, I get it. I'd have to to look into it, but I know that once you're in the bubble, there's a separate hotel that's just for the quarantined uh, people who test positive that have to stay there until they test negative and then they can leave. I don't know if it's like you can't even enter the bubble until, I don't remember the specifics of that and I don't have Mm -hmm. it in front of me right now, but it might be something like he can't travel until he tests negative. I'm, I'm not really... Entirely so like even sure. if, if he, tra- but even that is like, once you get there, you have to quarantine. So it's like he tests negative and then he travels and then he has to quarantine before. Yeah. He, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's a lot of quarantining. No. <laughs> I know it doesn't, no. it, it doesn't make a ton of, but then again, if you're Spencer Dinwiddie and nobody on your team is playing, this is your moment. Like true. no one's going. DeAndre's not going to be there. Katie's not there. Kyrie's not there. You're the star, Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm you have Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm pretty sure Spencer Dinwiddie has his own shoe, but not from a shoe company. I'm pretty sure he like invented a company so that he could have his own signature shoe. This is his dream. It's like, go get that signature shoe sold, Dinwiddie. I might also be making that up, but I vaguely remember Dinwiddie having his own shoe. No, I think he does. I'll Google it. Um, I remember reading that too. It's been, yeah. I yeah, just, he does. I think if you can go down there and spend the tired. mandatory quarantine time that you're supposed to spend anyway as your recovery period and you happen to recover, then I get it. And also, as <laughs> Ashley said a couple of weeks ago, the Grand Floridian is super nice. Grand like, Floridian why wouldn't nice. you want to stay there? So, That's where I got and, engaged. Oh, yeah, exactly. So maybe Thank Spencer Dinwiddie. A couple years ago. <laughs> I wasn't invited. I thought, anyway. oh man, while we were packing, I thought I found my wedding video. I didn't. I thought you were going to say wedding ring. I'm like, hmm. But I thought I found it and I almost texted you to be like, oh my God, I found this. Come over and watch would it. Would you want to watch yes. it? Yes, 100%. But I would it's also like, just be sad the whole time. It's like, like ah. over two hours. It's like a feature film. Like I'd you'd have to, like, it'd be like a movie night. But I'd I didn't find it. it. So who knows where it Oh, is. three Pelicans players also COVID. I didn't know that. Um, I didn't either. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if any Knicks players have it or not because they're not invited. Let's talk about Sarah Spain's <laughs> color-coded bookshelf. Okay. Okay. How do we feel? 
not have to look at it. Because I'm looking, I mean, they're around the horns on right now, but I don't, I guess you don't have a TV, I don't have, No, so. I, I, like I said, I have a TV Like, I'm looking at Clinton Yates. I like Clinton Yates' background is all over the place because, you know, Clinton, all over the place. It reflects his personality. It's got a bunch of stuff he likes, and it looks like it's haphazardly tacked to the wall. Sarah is sitting in front of, and I noticed this when we did the W conference, she's sitting in front of this bookcase that, I mean, I think I've already ranted about how does everybody on television suddenly have a bookcase to film in front of? All of my bookcases are low and they don't work for the express. I know, I've since ordered like three because I'm like, I guess I need an adult bookcase. Uh, Sarah's is perfectly, it's a gradient of color. So it's like white up here and then there's like oranges into red. And then yeah. there's blue into like green and yellow. And I just wonder, was it like that before? Before she's I on think TV? That, I mean, yeah. I think that organizing your books by color is wildly inefficient. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the case. best way to organize them. Well, hold on. If you're actually using your bookcase, it means like you're reading one book at a time. So it's not like you're pulling them in, putting them back, pulling them in, putting them back. It's not like it's silver. Sure, but if, but like, if to... you have... Like if you have... Go Sorry, go ahead. Wow, we've never all done that before. <laughs> Everyone go ahead. It's about time. Go ahead, Jay. If let's just say you're having people over, which you're not allowed to do right now, what? but in some world you you did, and you're like, oh, I want to get give you this book to loan because it's super good, and then you're like, hang on, I gotta remember if this book is green or yeah, blue that's or what orange I was or say. red. If you're looking if, for one if it's alphabetized, you go to the letter and you pull it off the you shelf. Know when you alphabetize alphabetize your books. I put them by Absolutely. by uh, by. Well, first of all, I don't have enough books to need to organize them. I have a bunch of books, but like I've argued before, most of them are on my Kindle. So like, what would a bookshelf have? And then you got to buy tchotchkes. And then you're like, why am I buying tchotchkes? I have so much shit in this house. Point is, uh, I would organize them by like topic. So I have, I yeah. do the same thing on sections. this currently empty bookcase. Before it was like. Science fiction, sports books, nonfiction, yeah. like by but Do topic, you alphabetize then, in the subsection? No, I did it by oh, height. What is that? What? I did it by height. In the oh, subsection. yeah, make what it visually like, interesting. That's yeah. fine. Because alphabetize, what is it? Are you a Dewey Decimal System? Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's again, because it's, like, it's just easier. Alphabetize by author? If this is by like, if these yeah, are the author. sections, there's what, maybe like 12 books in one section? Okay. Like, sure. it's not hard to find. Even if it's not, you're like, oh, I know where that, I know where Aragon is. Let me go grab it for you and hand it over. Like, you're not forgetting where your books are. Right. right. I, I don't know anybody that alphabetizes them. Well, Jay, well, you know Jay. Besides, so do you? Now you know. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, my books are alphabetized. I think it's more visually interesting. There are subsections. I mean, there's like, there's like fiction, nonfiction, TV stuff. Right. And then they're all alphabetized within. Point is. So exciting. So do we think Sarah's was done that way beforehand? And then follow-up question. Her hair looks great today. Follow-up question. Do we like it? Do we think it's like, uh, is that too much? I don't know. I don't even know if I dislike it. It looks very visually pleasing. But I'm also like, screw you, dude. My house is a mess. Why does yours look like that? Why you got your shit together? The saddest thing happened yesterday. Um... The, oh no! So when the um, backdrop for the Steph Curry uh, at-home Olympics thing that I did was shipped to me, it came in a big, long, like a poster poster cardboard container, but very long. And uh, and Dan took out the recycling uh, last week or something, and I guess he tilted that. He propped it up against the wall, and I didn't know because it was behind this big wall-length backdrop that I have. 
Yesterday I was sitting here and all of a sudden there was this loud crash and I had no idea what it was. And I see like things sprinkling out on the floor. I look back, that thing that had been there that I didn't know had tipped over and fallen into the Empire State Building oh, that I had spent oh no. so many hours building out of Legos. And so now I have so many random little chunks of the Empire State Building that I might have to take the whole thing apart again because it's impossible to tell because yeah. it all looks like this on the front. It's impossible mm -hmm. to tell which part goes where. That sucks. And so now, I think if you, negative COVID test or not, not allowed back in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm if you kidding. leave a little bit of time, like it might actually be a, a nice a project puzzle. to go back and do it again. Yeah, I was, but you're you right. I, I, need, fast I need to space out. I need to give myself space from it because I yeah, you're too close to it. I'm right upset now. right yeah. now. It's yeah. just a, I would have been crushed. A beautiful thing that I spent so much time. That being said, that can be the extent of your bookcase. You can yeah, have, like, so that's like those are the tchotchkes that I have. Like, but the, it's so funny with this whole like your your house is going to be on TV. You start to look at all of the things, and you're like, what things do I have that are representative of me as a person? I'm oh. like, I have so mm. much, shit, but none of it is like I'd like to present this as a mark of something that is interesting about me. It's like, mm. oh, I don't know, I just have stuff. We'll just throw all your stuff on a bookcase, and I that's just you. Don't have there a bookcase, but I guess I'll find one. <laughs> I just am severely uninteresting and I find it crippling. Anyway, moving on. Uh, shall we do a, is that it for the sports stuff? I mean, what's up with NHL? Nothing, MLB, nothing. We did Liverpool, NWSL. Jay Cutler is doing some shit on Instagram. People are oh killing my God. his chickens. Oh my gosh. If you guys want a mystery, go check out Jay Cutler's Instagram. Something go look it up. his chickens and he also, can't figure out what. If you need another reason to look it up, he looks like a snack. Uh, we, we, Wow. He's, a he's a retired athlete. He's a retired athlete. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's he looks like a like... snack. <laughs> he got a haircut. Divorce is working for his, him. Yes. He wears divorce very well, except yeah. for the amount of time he clearly spends with his chickens. Um, well, he... they're dying. He doesn't know when it's going to be his that last time with them. That's you know? true. He, but he, he also got... is very quick to blame his cat. He, well, you know, you never know. You gotta. You can't rule out any options. Now that he's got like the night vision goggles and the traps, and it's intense. Just go look it up. Follow him on Instagram. It's I don't want to say entertaining because, you know, animals are dying, but True, that's a great point. Thank you. We don't objectify the death of animals on this podcast. This, this Ever. Suspense. Famously. And Famous. a mystery. <laughs> never have and never will again. Never will. Um, shall we, somebody want to toss it to me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind of. So here's the problem. In the process of this move, I haven't watched the entire episode of The Challenge. For no! So could you, I, here's my plan. You tell me if this works. I'll start listening and oh, no. while you're doing it, and then I'll, I'll earmuffs myself, and I'll just be like, mm, wow, yeah, occasionally oh, while you're man. talking. So it seems You don't like have I, to say, mm, wow, yeah, okay, that's I probably right. Because it might I, be I think I can probably, do, I can yeah. probably handle Jay it. Jay can probably handle it. Here's the thing that's a bummer, <laughs> is that, you know how normally I write, I jot down notes. Uh, I was thinking about it this week as I was jotting down my notes, and I was like, you know, it's really unfair to Ashley, who does a really great job with her Bachelor uh, recaps, that, like, I just read the notes verbatim, and a lot of times they don't make any sense. I'm going to reorganize my notes into, like, a comprehensive actual recap. Oh, no. So I wrote a recap, oh, and I was no. like, Ashley will be so proud of me. There's even parts in here where I'm like, Ashley, I think you would be great in this situation, but terrible, oh, like, a discussion points that now mm. I'm like, ah, she's not going to be able to listen to any of Should it. Should I fake so it? I think Should I pretend I've seen it? No. Oh, because no. I don't want to ruin it for you. For, for this challenge update, I will be playing the role of Ashley. Yes. 
Jade, are you up to the challenge? <laughs> I, I am. I'm okay, but Ashley, you to do win my I, red skull. Can you please show me some respect and toss it to me? Now over to Katie Nolan for our challenge update. Doodly do. Doodly do. Doodly do. Hello. Um, hi. I'm Katie. Hi. 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 And I'm welcome Ashley. to and welcome and that's Jay. Okay, and welcome to your challenge update. Doodly do. Uh, so to recap, before we get into things, the people who still need red skulls, which, in case you don't know, you need in order to run in TJ's final, are Bailey, Nani, Melissa, Kyle, and Josh. The ones who have red skulls, Corey got his last week, Fessy, Nelson, who now has a flat top, very interesting, Rogan, Bananas, <laughs> Casey, Jenny, Anissa, my favorite, and the contestant formerly known as D. So that's where we're at with Red Skulls. The episode starts with a love story between Casey and Nani, which felt like a replacement story because of the D situation, which we've seen in recent episodes, where we have to find a storyline out of nothing because D was supposed to be the storyline, but it turns out to be actual drama. Um, it is very unclear whether or not Nani and Casey have or have not hooked up. It's been alluded to. There's a joke about we kind of kissed and yada, yada, yada. Nani says that Casey checks every box for her, which wow. I think Nani's boxes are is attractive, talks to me, and is on the same season of the challenge that I am uh, mm. because I've watched a lot of uh, seasons with Nani and she just needs to be in love every single season. Um, Anissa gives Casey some really good advice to remember that her girlfriend because Casey has a girlfriend, um, is going to watch the show. So she needs to be over-the-top careful about what she says and what she does, and she needs to consider what her girlfriend is going to think or feel when she's watching it. So Casey nods and then proceeds to not at all take that advice. Uh, Bailey reveals that on her season of Big Brother, her and Casey apparently had a similar relationship to the one that Casey and Nani have on the challenge this season. A reminder, Bailey... Swaggy, Casey, and Fessy were all in the same season of Big Brother. Another reminder, I tried to watch that season of Big Brother, um, but man, that show is like a million episodes, and I just couldn't. <laughs> I bailed. So I bailed before this alleged relationship happened. I was thinking maybe I should go back and do some research and try to find it. I'm probably not going to do that but at least, you know, thought that counts. So Bailey says sure. after Swaggy left the house, and I did see that, he was the second person voted out of the house that season, uh, that her and Casey would sleep in the same bed and that Casey was like, you're my type, yada, yada. So Bailey says that seeing Casey and Nani like that is making her question Casey's loyalties, which is about to become super relevant. Ashley, you're smiling. Why? Is she muted? I think she's. I think she's, she's already muted. muted. She says she watched the first half hour. She's lying, but she has this very good listening face on. Where she she's just, just like she's like she like really yeah. wants to know. Oh, now anyway, she's gonna unmute because she knows we're talking about her. What? I'm not done. What's up? No, I'm just saying you're doing great. Keep oh, going. I'm so you. in okay. on this. Thank you so much, Jay. Um, so where was I? So um, this challenge this week is called Blocked In. So they split uh, the challengers into two teams and then they have to work together to basically, there's like a bunch of black cars in a parking lot and one red car and they have to move. It's like a puzzle, but also a strength challenge where they have to move the black cars so that the mm. red car can get through. I should stop talking with my hands so Ashley does, I don't spoil anything for Ashley. Uh, so <laughs> they split into two teams, team one, uh, and also they're not allowed to watch each other do the challenge. So team one is Bananas, Jenny, Nani, Anissa, Rogan, Corey, and Josh. You'll notice Nani is the only one on that team that needs a red skull. Their strategy right. is that they wanna let one person run point and then the rest of the people are just gonna be muscles to move 
the cars as they're told to by that person. Because as Jenny says, too many cooks spoil the broth. Oddly, the person they choose is Rogan. Who I guess played, I guess he played a lot of Tetris. Question mark. <laughs> um, also oddly, not the only odd thing. Also oddly, Jenny seems to be the only one uh, that is the least willing to stick to her own plan once things get started. She keeps being like, that should go there. That should go there. I understand it. I know how it works. And Rogan's like, everyone just keeps telling Jenny to shut up. So Rogan struggles. Jenny won't shut up. Anissa knows the answer, but she's trying not to be like Jenny. And then finally, Bananas just tells everyone what to do. He should have been the person that did it originally. He should have been the ringleader. I found it very strange that a show that's struggling to fill time with drama wouldn't include the part where they debated who would be the ringleader on that team. It seems like they just all were fine with choosing Rogan. And then Rogan was like, oh boy, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought. Like, yeah, meat cake, we get it. (laughs) Um, What I put in here, Ashley, was that you would be really good at this puzzle if you were the Rogan and you would be absolutely tortured if you were the Jenny. Like she would have been. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Katie. I totally agree. It's not necessarily a compliment, but I'm glad you took it that way. So team two, uh, which is just everybody else, they don't really have a strategy, but they do have two women who still need Red Skulls. They have Bailey and Melissa. The other team only had one. So Bailey ends up kind of taking the lead and they end up sticking to team one's plan better than team one even did. And they kind of let Bailey do everything. And it seems like they get out a lot faster, but of course it's the magic of editing uh, because team one wins. And so then all members of team one, all seven of them become the tribunal, which is a friendly reminder that tri does not stand for three. It's tribe, which is, it's a, so it does actually make sense. So the losing team then has to vote one person into purgatory. And it's going to be between Melissa and Bailey. Cause again, those are the two that need red right. skulls. Casey says that she knows she's going to be the deciding vote, which doesn't seem that immediately obvious to me because I guess I don't understand Nelson's loyalties, but she turns out to be right. But before the vote, Casey goes and pulls Nani aside and she's like, it's going to come down to me. So who do you want to face? Because we're assuming Nani's going to throw herself in because she wants her red skull. Uh, Nani is like, well, I really hate to ask that of you, which she isn't. Casey came to her (laughs) and offered it, but whatever. Either way, she says, Melissa. And then the two of them sit and they complain about how she that is. But alas, it has to happen, which really pisses me off because Nani, you're a vet. You should be better at politicking. Either tell her that it's going to be she has to pick Melissa and then help her figure out how to spin that so that she doesn't get in trouble with Casey. I mean, with um, with Bailey or suck it up and remember that this is your ninth season and between Melissa and Bailey, you should be able to beat either of them. Like the advantage of facing Melissa is not big enough that it outweighs how shitty of a position you're putting Bailey uh, Casey in by not letting her pick Bailey. But Casey doesn't even push back a little, which makes me dislike her. A thing I did not think that I was going to do with Casey this season. Also making me dislike her in this episode is that she barges in to try to talk to Bailey when Bailey's in bed, and she clearly doesn't want to talk, and she's like scrambling to cover her ass and say that she's not going to vote for Melissa for Nani. Uh, And Bailey's like, yeah, you are. And she's like, no, you, you aren't, you're not on my team. You aligned with Swaggy C and you were all about Swaggy C. And now that he's gone, you're alone. And now you want me to be on your team, which I completely disagree with. But that's not the point, because at one point, Bailey says, can you just wait till I take off my damn bonnet? Which is the realest thing anyone's ever said on reality TV. She's basically (laughs) like, I'm not camera ready and you are. So can you wait till I get ready to have this conversation? Because I'm very embarrassed by looking like this on TV. And Casey's like, oh, you're going to pull that shit on me? Which makes me dislike Casey even more. So Casey, welcome to my shit list. 
<laughs> House vote happens. Melissa is like, I know that I say a lot of stuff about her a lot of the time and that I already clearly don't really like her, but she does say something in this episode where she's like, I want to win the money so I can give it to my father and take him somewhere nice and buy him nice things. And, uh, and she's pregnant and doesn't know that, so I'm kind of like, oh my god, I might be rooting for Melissa. But then we go to the house vote, and she's just giggling the whole time, like, <laughs> thanks, guys. And Bailey is in literal tears. It's very uncomfortable. So Kyle, D, and Melissa vote for Melissa. Nelson, Fessy, and Bailey vote for Bailey. So it does come down to Casey. Casey, the idiot, who I hate famously, votes for Melissa. It's icky, and Bailey doesn't say anything. So then later at the bar, Bananas, who is essentially just a producer now, he's like too old for this shit, and he's not involved in any of the drama, but he's like puppeteering all of it. He sits with Bailey, and he's like, why didn't you lose your mind on Casey? And she's like, I have two modes, crying and screaming. And I was so genuinely hurt by Casey, and I lost a friend that I couldn't help but cry. She says, I'll never speak to her again. And then she says that she feels so betrayed that uh, she can't wait to call Taylor, Casey's girlfriend, as soon oh, as she's wow. out of the bunker and tell her everything. Which, oh my goodness. Which, That's... yes, love that. But also say that before the vote, Bailey. Like, sure, Casey, go ahead and vote the way your work wife wants to, but you know that I'm friends with your girlfriend and real life is waiting right outside this bunker. So don't play a stupid game. You should vote for me. Your loyalties are with me and your girlfriend. But she doesn't use that to her advantage. She doesn't fight back for the vote. And then she's gonna, it's a little bit, I love Bailey, but it's a little bit like, man, you could have used that. You could have used that. It makes me frustrated because I've watched enough challenges now when it's like, that's how you politic, and you're all just missing these opportunities to do it. Mm. Um, so, point, Katie. thanks so much, Ashley. So, um, tribunal happens. The three people they call into the tribunal are D, Casey, and Bailey. D gets edited out, and shout out to the editors. They have done an incredible job of making this woman not in the episode until she absolutely <laughs> has to be, and then she's like, I got nothing to say, and then she leaves. Uh, Casey spends her time in tribunal explaining to everybody what happens in the house vote because the tribunal doesn't go to the house vote. So she basically says everything that happened and then everybody in the tribunal piles onto Bailey being like, she aligned with Swaggy, it's her fault, it's not your fault, don't worry. Then Bailey comes in and she tells everybody the history of her and Casey on Big Brother, which nobody knew about. So everybody was like, oh shit, this was actually, you're not in the wrong, Casey was in the wrong. Then Nani gets offended because Bailey suggests, like, Casey's only doing this for Nani. And Nani goes, don't put that on me. Don't put that on me. I feel like you're putting that on me. And it's like, yeah, I am putting that on you. It's absolutely, you're the reason why she's going to do it. Uh, and then Nani goes, I told her before, I told her to her face, she didn't have to do that if she didn't want to. Which is A, unnecessarily dramatic, and B, throwing Casey under the bus. So great job, Nani. You are somehow getting worse at the challenge every season that you're on it. Uh, Nani also <laughs> says at the end of the tribunal, I don't give a f about anything she just said, which is patently false because you're getting very worked up about everything that she just said. After the tribunal, Casey goes to confront Bailey because Nani goes, oh my God, Casey, you never guess what Bailey said. So then Casey's like, fuck this, I'm confronting Bailey. And then we saw crying Bailey. Now we get screaming Bailey. She was screaming at her, uh, just telling her to quit lying, blah, blah, blah. Then Bailey passes Nani in the hallway and calls her a lying ass hoe, which Nani doesn't like very much, shocking, kind of 
Grant chases after her in the hallway. Uh, Casey backs herself into a corner and doesn't get called on it. Don't know if anybody noticed this, but she's arguing to Bailey that their relationship, Casey says to Bailey, our relationship on Big Brother was just a friendship, nothing more. It's nothing like hers and Nani's on the challenge. So you're saying that you and Nani are more than friends on the challenge, which is funny because the other day you said you have a girlfriend and that the two of you were just friends. So if you're going to argue that my and your relationship on Big Brother was completely different than me and Nani's now because you and I were just friends, well then what you're saying is you're admitting that you and Nani aren't just friends, which means that your girlfriend's gonna break up with your ass. You can't play both sides, Casey, person that I famously hate. <laughs> Purgatory happens. Nani before asks everybody to cheer for her, which is just so thirsty and makes me so uncomfortable and it's sad. Uh, the game that they play is called Off With Your Head. The, each girl wears a jumpsuit that has a bunch of skulls attached to them. And the goal is to rip the skull off and place it on your pedestal. There's also a circle, like a ring, which we've seen a lot in elimination challenges. If you go outside of the circle, the whistle blows and the round is over. So uh, it's like they're neck and neck. They go in, they each, it's, they're bad at it. It was a tough one to watch. There was one point where they were trying to taunt each other. Again, this is Melissa, Melissa and Nani. And they were taunting each other. And like Nani goes, come on, you know you want this. And I was like, oh my God, I'm cringing. Why do I watch this television show? Mm -hmm. uh, and then they were giggling the whole time. Basically, uh, they were neck and neck. It was two and two. And then ba um, Melissa gets a, a skull off of Nani and Nani falls out of bounds. So Melissa gets credit for that round and Nani doesn't. And then uh, Melissa ends up winning five to three. And Nani goes wow. home. Something I didn't know is that Melissa uh, trained in MMA. And uh, it, huh. just, it just made me go, I don't understand why she thought that the advantage of playing against Melissa was so much better than the advantage of playing against Bailey. Bailey's a rookie. Bailey's clearly emotional because she, I mean, I'm not, it's not, not holding it against her, but if you're trying to pick, like, Bailey was in the worst situation. It's just stupid. Everybody on the show's fucking stupid. It made me very angry. <laughs> this is an angry episode for me. I'm very happy I didn't have to see D and that it didn't ruin the drama. But it's like, you're, they're all playing a dumb game and Nani has no excuse. I'm pretty sure this is her ninth season. It might be her seventh. But she, she just should know better. She should know better. She's friends with Johnny Bananas and she's never once used that to like learn how to politic properly. She doesn't have enough car Maria in her and it bums me out. One thing to note at the end of the episode, mm. TJ, it, while they're still in purgatory, he says, Kyle, Bailey, Josh, get down here and get a red skull. Which means that it's not necessarily over for Bailey. Because at the beginning of this episode, they thought this was going to be the last week for the girls. That's why there was so much drama. It sounds like Bailey might have a shot to get her red skull. So next week, they also said is a double elimination. I don't know what that's going to mean or how that's going to go. Uh, the DVR episode that I watched cut off the end before I could see. So I don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> but hopefully D is not involved in any of it so that we continue to get good actual drama and not a bunch of edited nonsense. Ashley, it's safe to come back now. Oh, and that's that. And that's it for your challenge update. Wow. That was fun to watch. Yeah. At one Did point, you I do like, a Melissa oh, impression at one point? I did. We're all like, I think I did. really want to win for my father. Um, <laughs> I I was talking with my hands and I was like, oh, I should stop doing that because Ashley can see me. But I, you I was were, trying to read your lips. You were so <laughs> convincing with your not with your listening but not listening because at one point I'm like, Ash, you're smiling a lot. What's up? And you just kept smiling and I'm like, oh, she's muted. <laughs> yeah, you did I not muted watch, myself so I could eat some crackers. You did and not I muted you. You did not watch 30 minutes of the show because you backed out. 15 minutes in. 
Oh, I just, I, yeah, I turned it off right from the beginning, oh. which was pretty dumb. Mm. I, I realized, I was like, I oh, because I, I watched the beginning. Yeah. up until I watched them both complete the challenge. I just didn't know who won. Ah, well, that but, was so much. All right. Yeah, but That's I okay. realized after I I had turned it off, I was like, that was that was pretty dumb. And then you yeah. didn't want to come back and be like, whoops, yeah. I and found admit, out. Yeah, and admit no. how dumb I was. That's okay. But it was really I'm, fun watching you talking you, to me. Like I'm saying, you did a really good job of pretending to watch. <laughs> and I and I was like, gosh, she's really li-. she was so smiley. I'm like, she likes my jokes. It but was, it was really, <laughs> you, were you were like doing this a bunch, and it was yeah. just making me laugh. And Jay, great job pretending you give a shit about the show. It did. The only Thank downside, you. it's not your fault, but it made me realize how stupid this television show is that we talk about, and that I talked about it for 45 minutes while you just went, oh, that's crazy. So it's like it's not your fault. It was just really, uh, it like crystallized oh, so for me crazy. how stupid this fucking show is. God, I'm like, so, so then they, what they had to do was move these cars in a it's, It makes sense. I thought it that was such a good idea sense. for a challenge. My whole point was, since I know that you've seen it, I won't spoil it, but I'm like, you would have loved, you know, Team One, for some reason, let Rogan run the show. Yeah. I know, because he did Tetris. Uh, you. It's not Tetris. I know. You would thrive at that, but you would have, have hated it. Tetris. If, that would have been good. If Rogan, yeah, I should have said that. If <sighs> if you were the Jenny, like you would yeah. have been Jenny or worse if yeah. you got, if you had to listen to Rogan. I don't know that I would have been okay with them naming Rogan. I would be like, let's take a couple minutes here so, to figure yeah, out who well, should the person be. <laughs> this isn't good for, mm. uh, for podcast listeners because they just heard me say this, but I was like, mm. for a show that's desperate for drama to eat up time, you would think they would have shown the decision that went into choosing Rogan because it yeah. should have been bananas very clearly. Agreed. Anyway. Also, uh, why didn't anyone climb up on top of the car? And look at because everything. when they went to commercial and you went to an aerial view, I'm like, oh, the answer is very that simple. Makes so much more none sense. of them have the air- yeah. Anyway, climb up, look at the whole thing. Sorry, doodly do, it's listen. over. Doodly doodly do. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? It's time for. Let's head on over to, to France, Jay, France. To, to Jay Wolf, mon ami, uh, for your uh, nouveau français de la semaine. Merci, bonsoir. 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 Oh, uh, hey, I'm going to mute this you because is... I don't want to know. It's spoiler. Okay, great. Uh, you do what you need to do. Uh, this is the French news of the week, MJ Wolf. So, big news this week uh, in, uh, in a uh, Rennes, city in France, in oh. north. So, a uh, one meter long snake has escaped. His name is the Python. He is a Python and he is loose on uh, the block of Rude Pred. Rue du Pré-Perché. So if you live there, be careful because there is a python on the loose still. So signs were quickly available that uh, you should not leave your children alone in the green space outside the building. And, uh, you know, they talked to the owner of the python who was apparently acquired legally. So it is okay that she has the python. And she says, I must have forgotten to close the latch of the vivarium, which is, of course, what it is called when a python lives in a place. Okay. And (laughs) (laughs) they searched every... She continued, we searched everywhere our apartment. We warned the firefighter, but they told us they didn't have snake detectors. So this is... an apartment with a python? Sure do. Yes, in Rennes. And so anyway, uh, she says he... He is aggressive but not scary. And uh, later, a teenager responds to the newspaper and they, he say it's scary. Especially, we don't go there where there is fresh grass. And he pointed the green space where they believe the python could be hiding. So, 
This week, I think important to note, always close latch to your vivarium for your Python, first and foremost. And secondly, if you are in rain, you know, watch where you step because there is a Python outside and uh, it's not good. And the firefighters don't have snake detector. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jay Wolf, <laughs> French News detector? of the Week. We talk next week. Oh, Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> uh, you glossed over it because your accent, but that python's name is Isis. So. <laughs> but I said Isis. Isis. Yeah, I know. I'm just. I want the American people to know just what a threat we have here. A python. A three foot long python named Isis is on the loose. Yeah. I agree with the teenager. It's scary. All right, Jay, do we sign for one more voicemail? Boy, was that one. That was a fun one. I enjoyed that a lot. I know there's a part in that middle there that I missed, but guess what? Vanessa Carlton's dead, so she'll never know. Jay, can we play another What? Wait, she's not dead, is she? Hi, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. Um, This is Hunter, and my question is, you know, like, everything going on, you know, people are really judgy nowadays. People, you know, you can't even walk down the street and people get any weird looks. So, going off of that, okay. my question is, do you think it should be socially acceptable to be able to pick your wedgie in public? Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Big fan of the show. Love you, mean it. Bye. Love you too, Hunter, and mean it. I didn't know where you were going with that. That really took a turn. And boy, do I love where we ended up. I was like, oh, no, he's going to be anti-mask, and he's going to be like, what do we do? But no, he just wants to know. Should it be socially acceptable to pick your wedgie in public? I'm going to think through this one live for, for mm, once. Love that. You know, it didn't prep, which normally I do. <laughs> uh, while we're talking about things that are socially acceptable and not socially acceptable, I sure wish. I think wedgie should be socially acceptable before spitting. Yeah. Mm. Dude spitting on the sidewalk, cut it the fuck out. Mm. It's gross. And yep. it's probably splashing on somebody. So stop. Especially, I mean, yeah. now more than ever. Well, now I think people are doing it a lot less. But like, I dated guys who would just be like, and I'm like, what? Are you, what's, you can't do that. That's not right. The thing, the thing about wedgies is okay. that there are no negative repercussions for anybody else. Like of socially mm-hmm. unacceptable habits, like picking your nose or spitting or like hocking a loogie is like, you know, ugh. yeah. But like, there's a lot of things that you're not supposed to do. But a wedgie is just like, listen, everyone wears underwear. We all get it stuck in our butt crack. Just so we're clear, what are the negative repercussions for other people when you pick your nose? If you pick your nose, then what do you do with it? Are you throwing it on the I ground? I mean, like you shaking your finger? It. Are you eating? Like, I'm just that's kidding. like, you it's flick not it. great. It's great. Yeah, so you okay. flick it and you're putting and your you booger out there. Who knows that's where fair. it's going to go? Okay, good point. There's like residue, any bodily fluid that is coming out of you in any capacity. Yeah. I don't want to But you're saying see. wedgies. Wedgies, there's no fluid? There's well, nothing left yeah. on the sidewalk? Mm-hmm. There's okay. No, there's nothing left on the side. There's no residue. Yeah. yeah. It's External. Like, uh, that's, I just got to do it. I'm more comfortable now. I think Everyone, the point, though, is that it's embarrassing. Like, if somebody sees you pick a wedgie, you're supposed to feel bad. And I think what Hunter's saying is, like, shouldn't we just stop making each other feel bad about picking our wedgies? And I think the closer comparison is when guys adjust their balls. I think, like, mm. they do that pretty freely. Uh... A lot of the time. It depends. I think in like if you know them, they will do it. I think if it's like in their house, maybe, but in public, walking down the sidewalk, 
Then well, when you guys do that little lunge, when you just start randomly kind of doing lunges, we know. We know I this. almost fell over. Yeah. When, so you know. when do people start randomly doing lunges? You just do lunges. that little thing where you can tell they like linger. They, they walk a yeah. little too long and you're like, ah, his balls are stuck to his leg or so, whatever yeah. happens down there. I don't have them. I wish I did, but... No, no way. <laughs> I don't know. They no seem way. like fun. I would. I think I would constantly be like a like an no. evil villain, like rolling them around. <laughs> <in my hands. laughs> you know. Uh, I. I mean, I don't think that you would, but you know, who's to <laughs> don't, say? Don't to opine say. on me and what I would do with my theoretical balls, You're right. Jay. Why I don't apologize. you stick to the topic, which is we don't have that wedgies. much more time. We need an hour on Katie's hypothetical balls. Um, I think that Hunter's right, and it's it's due time that wedgie picking became socially okay guys i hunter sorry katie i don't mean to cut you off here no but you're hunter you're right. it's like it's okay if it's okay with you yeah what's that's gonna right. happen that's a, a very stranger way like, to look at it i love that a stranger smirks at you and you're like you shrug you're like well head wedgie and then you move on with your life and you don't care what someone else thinks of you. I'm realizing the reason I don't have a strong opinion on this and I'd like to, but I don't is because as a woman, I've been conditioned to accept what a wedgie feels like because that's a thong and I'm not allowed out of the house without one now because if I have panty lines, I get made fun of and I'm a public figure. I'm just, uh, it's, I'm, I'm thinking through this and being like, you know what? When I go back out into the world, full panties. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't give a nice. fuck. We don't. I haven't had a wedgie like since 1999. <laughs> I say pick it and be proud, Hunter. Yeah, but don't be weird. Don't like sniff your fingers after or anything. What? Yeah, Who no, does that? Well, you just told him to pick line. it and be proud. He might pick it and be like, hello, everyone. Wedgie. I have picked my wedgie. And then sniff his fingers. <laughs> no, don't do that. There are there are rules. You know what's one thing, uh, a silver lining of us not being able to go out and live our lives in the world right now is uh, the, the sweat on the back of your legs in a cab mm. in the summer. <laughs> I don't it's miss true. that. I'm trying to find little things, and I'm like, oh, that's a good thing. I don't have. I mean, to have just that in general, year. the amount of uncomfortable sweat. That yeah, but it's a very specific. When you get into a cab, especially if someone else's like sweat is there, and you're like, yeah, I've, I've said no to a cab before because I'm like, your back seat is moist. But when you get out and you're like, oh, I'm sliding on this very germy surface. I don't miss no. that. I'm yeah, happy to be inside. I fixed my air conditioning. So yeah, congratulations! Thank you so much. I did it myself, and by did it, I mean I just kind of waited by not calling anybody, and then it kind of fixed itself. Wow, great! So it'll be I'm broken so again in a week. Good work! Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, that feels like it for today's podcast for this week's edition of Sports. Unless you guys wanted to do any more about my balls. No, I think we're good. Cool. Shout out to Coors Light that. and only Coors Light. Fuck everyone else. Um, <laughs> shout out to ESPN Daily with Mina, uh, with soon to be Pablo Torre, uh, which is available daily wherever you get your podcast. Look, as long as the guy still lets me know what day of the week it is when the podcast starts, I will continue to listen as if it's hosted by Mina. Uh, big thanks to you guys for listening now and 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 maybe once or twice. This was it feels short. Was this short? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was under it was two a, hours. An hour 50. But I also took that little break to go take Myrtle out. So I think that That's it's, true. it's, pro- it's a shorter. You can listen to this one three times. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Why are you making that face? What are you laughing at? I'm, I just am joyful. Yeah. I, yeah. I like it. I like this look on you. Three times, I say. I love this. I song. have not. I have not uh, authoritatively commanded multiple listens in a while. Three times, or you're out. Yeah. Three times. Platforms. Or pack your fucking bags and find a different. Pod, there's only two others. 
Uh, or, you know, you could just leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which, by the way, we read and we love them. Like this one from L. Brainy that says, I'm currently on week 10 of work from home and I'm desperately missing my coworkers' banter throughout the day. Listening to this podcast makes me feel like I'm right back in the office trying to get work done while others are bantering around me. <laughs> I love that. I love the element of annoyingness. Cage uh, will make you laugh so hard if it's actually funny or you've really just finally lost it during quarantine. <laughs> Again, we are that annoying. We are happy to be your annoying co coworkers that you laugh at mostly because you're just sad and you need an excuse to laugh. Uh, but lastly, don't forget that you can always leave off a voicemail. Perfect. Nailed it. So 506-5571. Say goodbye, Ashley. Bye. Say goodbye, Jay. Bye. Bye. I love you, mean it.